brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the call Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Uh, I just want to say thank you all for the support. And again, if it's something that's uh, been beneficial for you, I ask that you uh, share it. We're trying to grow the audience and I can't do it without you all. So whether you're listening to this, watching this, please continue to spread the word please and thank you um today i have uh, a special guest and, and and we're here to talk about um a very interesting topic um i have uh a, a good friend a confidant and 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 one of the most thorough people um that i've ever met uh mr Dion carson welcome back to Baxter's buzz my friend how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Good, man. I'm excited. Um, as people um, may, may or may not know, I've just um, written my first book. Um, the book is called Angelic Eights, uh, a letter to Zara. It's, it's, a, um, it's a letter to my daughter. Um, we are providing, you know, I'm providing context. I'm provide you know as far as my upbringing and just giving her lessons that she can take and I'm, I'm really excited for, for people to, to to read it and and I'm, you know prayerful that people can you know tie it to some things and, and maybe it could help them in, in their journey but um one of the topics that I talk about in the book is um you are more than enough right and how the fact that your past does not predict your future. And as I thought about who to have on, you know, I couldn't think of a better person to speak to that topic and give me their insight on what sort of that topic and what it what it means to them. So first of all, um, we've had a number of conversations offline over the years when you think about um, your past and sort of in, in, in the trajectory that many people around you were on and you look at sort of where you are now um, as a truly productive member of society, um, um, a war veteran, uh, you know, a sergeant, a leader, and and a you know a combat veteran if that's a if that's a such such a thing, um, you know you've you've come you know miles from where you started. So like, do, do you spend a lot of time reflecting on on that journey? Um, I do, I do because um, I look at different like I when I grew up I lived in almost every part of Detroit almost literally. And I think about in each spot I had a best friend or a set of friends. And a lot of guys that I grew up with, I think about, like I speak to one of my friends who I, when I was living off uh, East Warren, who was uh, serving life. You know, he was my best friend over there. You know, and I think about my friend when I was living on 
Grand River in Greenfield, uh, who was murdered uh, a few years back. And I just think about those areas that I lived in and those people that I encountered that were genuine friends I grew up with and we were homeboys and we didn't, obviously we didn't end up taking the same path, even though we were from the same environment. Um, speak to uh, the assembly when you were at the elementary school. Um, this, this Longfellow Middle School. Middle, that's right. Excuse me, Longfellow Middle School. Ta, ta, uh, I'll let you set set the story up, but you had some visitors, some uh, some uh, you know reputable people to come and talk talk to the children, right? I mean, the the premise was for them to come and provide some encouragement and um, maybe help scare a few people straight. I mean, t t talk about that that assembly at Longfellow and and what did their, you know, the words that were, were said to, you know, you, you young people? Um, eighth grade, um, it's towards the end of the year of our eighth grade year. So we're about to graduate and go on high school. They have an assembly. I only remember one speaker. They had members of the local government there. And I remember one speaker. It was a police officer from Gang Squad. And this man, proceeded to tell us pretty much that, well, first he started talking about how he how he knew our mothers was on crack <laughs> and, and weird stuff like that. But then he went on to tell us that he would eventually investigate the murder of or arrest many of us in this audience. He, he put a prophecy on our lives as young black men because that's pretty much who he was talking to that we would either die or we would go to jail. We're 13 years old. Our minds haven't even begun to fully form yet. And this is the message that he embedded in us, which for some people, it led to fatalism, nihilism, uh, wanting to give up. Some people are motivated. Some people are angered but it did have a negative effect on some of the people there. And for an adult to do that to a group of children was uh, negligent at best. You know, um, thoughts have power, words, words have power. You know, um, you know, there's a, a tons of, of uh, studies as it relates to like labeling, right? And, and how people respond to that. Um, you know, even so much as like the way you talk to a plant, right? That you're growing, you talk nicely to one, you 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 talk negatively to a plant, and you you know you water it the same, you expose the same amount of, of sunlight, and the, and these plants respond differently, right? That that's amazing. Um, and when you think about an authority figure, um, police officer, you know, speaking to young black men, young, you know, um, saying basically your life is nothing. You're, you're, it, it's, you know, predestined that you guys aren't going to amount to anything. I can't imagine how, how people felt about that. And, 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 
and if that's the expectations that everybody had for them, you know? Yeah, because we, you know, we grew up in the era of, you know, all the statistics. One in every three black men will be killed and this and that. You hear about all those statistics. But this was a person in the flesh, not speaking in general. He was saying, you, you in this audience, you're going to die and you're going to go to jail. Not that you may, not that it's possible, or even saying that it's possible not to. He was saying this is going to happen to you. It was personal. Yeah. How did you feel about that? I, I literally looked at my buddy. Uh, uh, I was sitting next to Pierre and Ray Ray. We were on the basketball team together. And I said, this fool ain't talking to me. Because <laughs> I like I, I've never been the one to just accept things. But I saw some of the other people and they looked like they took it as truth, as gospel. Like I reject all those types of things, always have been, but everybody's not designed that way. And I guarantee you that that triggered someone in that crowd or even several people in that crowd to believe it and to figure what's the point. Yeah. You, you talk about you, you know, being, um, you know, just challenging, uh, you know, th these matter of fact statements, um, you know, that's, that's part of your, your personality in general, right? Um, can you speak to, um, you, you talked to about a couple of, of childhood friends, but like, Think about some of the people that we we know that you know that I don't know vice versa, but like the paths that they went down, and um, how do you think that you ended up sort of as a productive member of society and not feeding into a lot of stuff we saw other other folks sort of feed into? Um. I mean, at certain points, man, you can't say anything but God because it wasn't that I was smart or I was just actively seeking to make the right decisions all the time. Um, and it seems like right before a lot of those friends took that real deep turn, I would move and end up somewhere else. Mm. And it seems like right and then right before another deep turn, I would move. And then eventually I ended up back at Ferndale with you guys. And then God brought us back together. And we were never for just allowing each other to say and do anything unchecked. You know, uh, I think that our personalities, especially specific personalities within our group at the time, would just never allow that. And we were always challenging one another. And we were always rebuking one another for lack of a better term. Like, what are you doing? If it was, you know, you remember 10th grade wasn't that good for me. Right. 10th grade was not that good for me, but you you and Ezra specific, Pastor Tillman, y'all were like, man, come on, dude, like, let's get I was like, come on, dog. Like, you got to do better than this. And we did. Yeah. No, yeah. And yeah, um, thank God for that, that grace, right? When we weren't making the best decisions and 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 we still you know we still had that grace um one of the things i talk about in the book is you know my mother being um a drug addict 
And, you know, I, I think about the the people in, like in the neighborhood and I think about the people who, uh, you know, had, um, you know, parents as drug addict or at least one parent as a as drug addict. Um, and, and I, you know, I have, I, and I didn't mention this in the, in the, in the book, but I happen to have one of my closest, longest friends, maybe probably def, definitively my longest friend, uh, Brian, he lived, his, his family lived next door to, um, to us on Coyo, right? When I lived in Detroit. And who would have known that 20 minutes away and uh, on eight mile from, from, from Schoolcraft and Coyo to, to eight mile in Wyoming, that I would be in the neighborhood, you know, moving with my family to, to that friend area that Brian family would be, be there. Right. So it's like, you know, you see kids and you don't even realize that it's a big thing. Like, Oh, that's the kid that I play with next door to, you know, not, not even knowing, but um, you know, the, the the book centers around lessons for for Zara for my daughter. I she had to be three or four at the time, and I had seen Brian's uh, family, uh, Tony, who I hadn't seen in years, and he remembers me. He remembers me as this young kid, similar, you know, close to what what Zara and Bryce's age is now. He knew what was going on in that house as an adult, right. much more than than I did, right? He saw me with my daughter again as a productive member of society. Just it was a, it was a, a like the Fourth of July. Just coming to hang, hang out. I hadn't seen him. He's like Bex, and he started to cry, man, because he was like, "I know, I literally know where you come from, dude." And to see me in one piece, <laughs> you know. With with my own, you know, offspring at the time, it, it just it just overwhelmed him, and it overwhelmed me because sometimes we don't spend a lot of time thinking about where we've come from and sort of the things that were that set up, you know, where we could have turned out a number of different ways, you know. Yeah. Man, um, you know it. it, it kind of it just to think about how how proud he was and how like I said as an adult him seeing kind of what was going on it must have been like not seeing a ghost but must have been just like an amazement because we we know that that story you know we've been really blessed and the, the story hasn't played out the same way for so many others right who yeah. were just this or not you know, even more talented, even more smart, uh, and and with the, with the with the bevy of their own gifts, and it just you know the things just didn't play out the same. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I get the whole premise behind you know product of your environment thing. I just I don't wholly agree with it because you can have four people in the same environment and you can get four different outcomes. We're a totality. We're we're a total, a sum total of our decisions and our blessings and opportunities that we don't create for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, everybody that we know 
was one decision away, one step away, one missed opportunity away from maybe not being here, maybe being in a totally different state of mind right now, or whatever the case may be. Um, because to come out of that, like you said, and for him to see you, he understands that because he, he knows for you to be where you are, you had to get opportunities, blessings, and then you had to make decisions to take advantage of those opportunities and those blessings. Yeah. Uh, when, when changing uh, subjects a, a bit, you know, your you know, there's your past that you have to contend with. But then there's also the past of like your family that people will hold over your head, right? And they'll have a set of expectations for you just based on what your parents did or didn't do, right? Speak speak to that. And um again, if that's a whole different barrier sometimes that you know and 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 even the decisions that we make along the way people try to reduce us down to to just this one thing like speak speak to like the family piece um personally if you had to you know deal with any of that and then like yeah how you interpret it yeah um individually i've never really had to deal with that because i live so many different places it wasn't like I had a family reputation in different neighborhoods, um, but I've seen it. You know, I've seen people be, I've, I've seen a parent treat a child differently because they have a different father than their sibling. You know, I've seen it because they, they put the expectation of that part of their family onto that person. I've seen people put extra pressure on someone because their last name is attached to achievement. I've seen people put no expectation on people because their last name is attached to what they would view as failure. Your people talk about family curses and generational curses and all of those things, right? In my worldview, generational curses can be broken by obedience. Mm. And if you have a different worldview, generational curses can be broken by decisions. Mm. I'm going to still say obedience, but you can say it however you want to say it. Sure. You are not restricted to the failures or the uh, the offenses of your family. You can rise above all of those things, and people do it every day. People make it because of circumstances, and people also make it in spite of pre previous circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I... I, you know, we, we, we didn't move. We didn't, you know, when we got to, to, uh, Roanoke Township, you know, our, my family had been there. We, you know, we didn't move again. You know, I moved a couple of times prior to, to that, but, um, so, you know, there was definitely a, a number of, uh, expectations or lack there, uh, for me. And if I'm being, uh, extremely honest, you know, um, losing my mother at such a young age, there, I had sort of half siblings that that I I don't think people looked at us the same, right? They were a little older. They had two, you know, they had a different mom. They had, you know, they were still around. They, I think they had different um, expectations of, of those folks and. Um, 
you know, I don't know if if, if they are if they always felt like I just, I would be I would be curious to know what people thought if we could go back in time like if they really felt like the world was my you know you know for the taking I think sometimes we 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 over value like a clean set of clothes and like some some uh some brushed teeth right it's like well this kid he looks like he's being taken care of then he, you know, he 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 probably is gonna be okay, right? And it, there's so many other blind spots and so many other things that aren't, you know, voids that that aren't being filled that that folks um, maybe take for granted. And and a, a lot of times I felt like I was, you know, just displaced, just a, a bit out of place ev everywhere. And um, I would have benefited for from more expectation than than the uh, sort of no expectations that that I, I I really witnessed. Yes. Yeah. And and that's the motivating factors for different individuals. Like, what can help put the battery in the bag? of this child, you know, and being parents now, we have to evaluate our own children and see what can motivate that child. You know, can this child take having expectations heaped upon them or do they need to have them a little bit at a time? At a time? Does this child thrive under pressure? Because we're all different, right? Being a, when I was in the army, I realized you couldn't, I couldn't even lead everyone the same. Couldn't lead some, some soldiers, when I was on their heads, that's when they were at their best. But some of them would buckle under that and retreat because that wasn't part of their personality until I learned how to individualize it a little bit. You know, one standard, but individualize how I disseminated it to different people. I wasn't as good of a leader. But uh, yeah, that expectation would have definite, definitely propelled you further. It, it would have propelled me further at the time you know thank god that we you know latched on and caught traction and and became a bit of a self-starters but it was definitely would have been useful yeah and yeah and thank god for each other right because we we did our best to hold each other accountable as much as you can do with people that's your same age right yeah. um no i i'm um you know, of course, we've we've talked about a couple different pieces of the book because these are things that you and I have talked about for 30 years now as far as how we've tried to navigate and the lessons that we're still learning, the, the things that we are still trying to get, um, try to master, right? We, you know, we learn things, or we recognize things that doesn't mean that we always sort of master them ever right but we're, we're working towards those things um i just want to say thanks for your contribution to my life and helping me get to this point your encouragement um about um uh, this first book and putting this entire project together and um you know i know you got some projects that you're working my on as well you as well man um I, yeah we'll 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 
we'll have you on again to talk about some of the things that, that you're working on because I can't wait for you to be able to share share that when, when the timing is right. But yeah, um, and to, to everyone watching, I just want to remind you all, or even listening for that matter, that you are all worthy. Um, we just, you just need to tap in and embrace your frequency. Um, on behalf of Dion Carson, I am Baxter E. And uh, thank you all for watching. Peace. Welcome into his brain. Welcome into his frequency. Enter at your own risk. Come be at peace with me. Ask the Paul. Will we rise and don't fall?